Welcome to the Link Adelaide podcast, today with another interview from a fringe artist from the 2012 Adelaide Fringe Festival. And Kelly Alexander is a dancer from uh, Victoria, I believe, who is uh, coming to the 2012 Adelaide Fringe Festival with her show Dark Park. Uh, She joins me on the line now. Um, How are you, Kelly? I'm very well, thank you, Stephen. Excellent. Um, And just to clear us up to start with, are you South Australian or Victorian or... Uh, well, actually, I'm from Perth. Um, oh, Perth, okay. Yeah, I've been living in Victoria now for five years, but um, I studied at the Centre for Performing Arts, which is now Adelaide College of the Arts in Adelaide. Yep. So I was in Adelaide for eight years and had the first five years of my career there, I guess. Yeah, all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> yes. How long ago did you um, finish up at AC Arts? Uh, ten CBA? years ago now. Ten years, wow. And yeah, yeah. Who were some of the people you went through with that are still going strong um, now? Uh, Philip Channel, who's mm-hmm. the artistic director of um, Restless, yeah. with me. Um, uh, Caitlin McLeod, who used to dance for ADT, mm-hmm. was in my class. She's no longer dancing, though. Unfortunately, um, many, many of the kids in my class are no longer dancing. Um, I think Madeline Anuzio is now doing more kind of jazz and commercial work. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's funny. Philip and I were the two oldest kids in the class, and I think we, yeah, we're pretty much the two that have, I think we wanted it so badly that we're the two that are still continuing. Yeah, and did you have much to do with yeah. the acting people that are going through at that time? Um, yeah, I did. Yeah, I did know that, well, we didn't really work together um, necessarily, although... Uh, some of us keen theatrical dancer types did do some um, out-of-school acting training with the acting teachers, which was great. That's awesome, yeah. Um, yeah, so um, there were many people in the acting uh, class that are still going really strong, like Hannah Norris and Josh Tyler and David Bailey. And are you in a room with Hannah? I've worked with Hannah before. She's awesome. Uh, yeah, she is awesome. <laughs> all right, let, let's, let's go back and talk about your show now. Uh, Dark Park, uh, what's it all about? Uh, well, it's a solo work. Um, mm-hmm. It's something that I created. I've just finished a master's here in Melbourne. Um, and basically I went into doing that because I was really interested um, in the question of narratives in dance. Um, mm-hmm. I've, I've always identified myself as um, working within dance theatre and physical theatre, I guess. Um, so working with a lot of... Uh, often narrative and uh, characterization and these kinds of things but they're still using kind of a contemporary dance vocabulary mm-hmm. um, yeah so the works that I'd made before Dark Park were I tried um, well I did devise stories and, and narrative through the rehearsal process mm-hmm. so that what we presented finally was um, a story, but it, it's a very lengthy and, and um, time-consuming way to create a work. So I wanted to find out more about it and get better at it, basically. So anyway, <clears throat> I went into my master's wanting to do that and to create a story quickly and these kinds of things, but that absolutely didn't happen. And um, what I did, what I found myself doing instead was... Um, throwing all sense of narrative away and um, and just freely improvising with this improvisational process that I learnt through what Ros Warby, which is a, Deb, a Deborah Hay process of 
um, improvising basically with um, just kind of a 360 degree awareness of the body and sort of um, trying to bypass the, the thinking brain. Anyway, mm -hmm. I feel myself doing that and then um, watched it back. Sorry, I'm just in the studio, someone's coming in. Uh, watched it back as an, a general audience member might um, and read story within this kind of improvisational process mm. and what I what I found was a dog okay and and so the story of Dark Park came from this idea of a dog and a girl and there's a lot of um, autobiographical story in there, there's a lot of fiction, um, it's kind of fable-esque, mm -hmm. it's, it's very surreal uh, and it kind of has this sense of otherworldliness, like there's sort of, you know, other forces at work than the kind of everyday, but at the same time it follows quite a strong classic narrative structure, so it's sort of abstract but within this kind of recognisable um, archetypal structure I guess that audience members hopefully hopefully this gives people a way into the work when they watch it yeah and that's it's really kind of fascinating you've gone not backwards I suppose but kind of in a in the opposite way that most people would consider to be normal when uh, putting a show on is that you'd have you'd have a rough a rough story first and then work out a dance around it but you seem to have gone the other way and just created a dance essentially at random and then put a story to it well, in a way, yeah. I mean, there was lots of... I, I was lucky. I had two years in the studio on scholarship to explore. Mm. So that was that was the beginning, but there were many other influences that came into creating the, the story. But, yeah, I definitely... I couldn't... When I first came to it, I, I, there was so many stories and no stories at all that I wanted to tell, you know, so I wanted to ask my body really mm -hmm. what, what about its history and what it, what it wanted to talk about. So, yeah. Great. And, um, your, your blurb about the show is, it talks about it uh, borrowing from uh, both David Lynch and film noir. Um, mm -hmm. how have you kind of included those references in the dance? Um, well, I think David Lynch always influences me because I'm just a huge fan. <laughs> um, I guess I, I really, I think my favourite work of David Lynch's is Twin Peaks, and I think that's because it's because it was a series. It um, you could kind of understand what was going on. The narrative was strong enough, and you had enough time to get into the characters that there was you were able to kind of grasp at the meaning a little bit more than his other more abstract works. Mm -hmm. But anyway, yeah, I had some tasks that came from Twin Peaks, like the Laura Palmer terrified look and various other things. <clears throat> um, there's always kind of a sort of a slightly, uh, like my work, there's a lot of um, normal everydayness in them, but it's kind of got this twisted, surreal feel about it, which I like to identify with kind of the Twin Peaks, David Lynch thing. Yeah. And will you be... <laughs> Sorry? Oh, no, I was going to say with the film noir, um, I was working in a studio that had really terrible fluorescent lighting. <laughs> so I used to um, come into the studio each day and just light lamps because I appreciate good lighting and um, it's, it helps to create an atmosphere when you try yeah. to create something. 
So what that meant was I was working in the studio alone, surrounded by shadows all the time, and within film noir, there's a lot of um, you know, there's a lot of shadow work and it, um, very kind of um, simplistic lighting um, with shadow. And I also had this sort of 1940s look going on that's within the work. And so the shadow and the 1940s thing really lent itself to film noir. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Great. And do you have someone on board to help you design the show or is that something you've uh, done as well? Uh, well, um, I I mean, a lot of it is me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had um, my lighting designer, Sue Smith, yeah. who worked. She's a Melbourne woman. She um, helped me to to work with with shadow, basically, yeah. and to create this kind of film noir esque world. Yeah. Great, and it, it sounds like it'll be a, an amazing experience and uh, something because I quite enjoy seeing shadows and you know dancers have the ability because everything is so sculptural for shadows to really work in their favour. Um, yeah. Mm. And I'm sure that's what's going to happen with Dark Park. Um, at uh, the 2012 Adelaide Fringe Festival. Um, It contains some nudity, so if you have problems with that, um, maybe don't come or come with binoculars. That's completely wrong. Um, A blindfold or something like that. Oh, close your eyes. Yeah, close your eyes. There you go. That's the cheapest, (laughs) best way to do it. Um, So you're on at uh, Adelaide College of the Arts in the DK studio uh, on Friday the 2nd, Saturday the 3rd, and Sunday the 4th of March at 7.30pm. It's a 40-minute show and tickets are available at adelaidefringe.com.au and more details at linkadelaide.com.au. Kelly Alexander, I hope you have a wonderful time here for The Fringe and uh, have a totally successful show. Thanks. Uh, Can I also say that there's more info at my website? Ah, www.kellyalexander.com.au. Correct. That's good. Yep. (laughs) And we'll put a link up to that and your Facebook and Twitter stuff up on Link Adelaide as well when we put the podcast up. So if you're hearing this, it'll be up there. Um, (laughs) That sounded threatening. That's not right. Um, But yeah, Kelly, thank you so much for your time. And uh, yeah, thanks, Stephen. Have a great friend. Yep. And you. <laughs> Thanks. For more on this show and 922 others, check our website, linkadelaide.com.au, or you can find them all at adelaidefringe.com.au. And for the latest news and info from Link Adelaide, be sure to like us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Link Adelaide.